It's a pussy-based economy. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those locks for love type of situations. Impolite. People always shit fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My finger's always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Welcome to episode 86 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 36 of season two. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my left is Bobby D. Yo, it, it started, uh, it sounded like you started out going like double speed and then slowed down. Well, like you guys gave me shit about <laughs> going too fast last time, so now I'm like slowing it down. I'm all over the place. Maybe I'll just fucking, next time I'm just, the intro's gonna last five minutes, that's how slow I'm gonna do it. <laughs> oh, that's all I was asking. Okay. And to his left is Ian. What's happening? You don't have any critiques of my intro, Ian? <laughs> I mean, I was just afraid you were catching a stroke, but I mean, it's all right, man. A few minutes from now, we're going to have our guest, Matt Payton, join us, and we'll be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news. We'll be diving deep into the history. Uh, well, actually, this will be part two, right, Bobby, of uh, Lottery Gone Wrong? What would be a better <laughs> yeah. title for this? Yeah, let's stick with Lottery Gone lottery Wrong. Lottery Gone Wrong. <laughs> Lottery bloopers. Lottery bloopers. Lottery shenanigans. Yeah. We kind of teased this a few episodes ago where the story was just too good to put into that one episode. So we'll we'll do a proper thorough job with it this time. And again, uh, we'll close it out like we usually do with Indecorous South Dakota State Laws. In case you had noticed, we're doing things a little bit differently now. Because usually I've been doing the intro after we start talking, which is kind of weird. So now when I say welcome, it really is the first thing that we do. We, we yeah. always do shit ass backwards here. So we might, and we might not even stick to this. We might fucking flip it again. We might do the outro first next time. So who knows? We, we like to keep our fans yeah. on their toes. Yeah, I yeah, already baby. don't know what's going on. We're yeah. mixing some shit up. We're Absolutely. You know, fresh start for the boys on the podcast because big news, we are all three fucking vaxxed, waxed. And taking motherfucking x lax waiting uh, for the fucking party to happen. It can get out right. of control. You gotta be prepared for the inevitable. I thought you were gonna or, do like a whole rap battle of this shit. Yeah, it didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I kind, of, kind of was feeling that for a second, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you I, were a lot more excited about this vaccine than I was. Yeah, they never uh, talked about the whole rhyming aspect of the vaccine side effects. Well, Bobby, you got <laughs> it like a while ago, right? Because you just told them that you were 75 years old or some shit. You cheated. Yeah. And they didn't question it. They just took one look at these wrinkles. And, uh, and they were like, that, yeah, they was like, you're only 70? Well, actually, yeah. I just got mine last week. I got the, the Johnson & Johnson because I ain't no bitch. <laughs> I just fucking, I straight up got that shit. I was like, bring on the blood clots. Bring yeah. on everything, man. Because <laughs> I'm tough as fuck. And it did actually kick my ass pretty bad a couple of times. It was weird because the first... When they first gave it to me, it was fine. Just a little hurt the arm a little bit. And then later that night, man, I was getting like, I had the chills and I had uh, like a little bit of uh, nausea and shit. Then the next day I felt okay again. 
Then the day after that, again, with the fucking chills and nausea. But now I've gone two days now. Okay, so I think, I think I've survived. Awesome, dude. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I was saying to this, uh, telling Bobby off air, I feel like a lot of the right-wing anti-vax people feel completely vindicated at this point. They're taking a victory lap because six motherfuckers got the blood clot and one of them died. They're like, see, fucking told you, called <laughs> it. Even though there's just like 100 million people that got the vaccine safely, I don't like them odds, baby. Six people. I, I just, I was right. right the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How about you? How did you do, uh, Ian? But first of all, which one did you get? Same thing. I, I went with the J&J, just fucking. Like, yeah, like a real man. And, and we, <laughs> so, so me and the missus both had the same symptoms, about five hours of kind of like the chills and a little bit of a fever. Like immediately after you got the thing? No, it was like 12 hours later. Like at yeah, first it yeah, was just okay. like you're, you got a little sore arm. And then, you know, you get a little lollipop and then your, your tummy feels a little sour and you're all right. But uh, yeah, at night we got a little bit of a flu-like symptom going. And then the next morning we were good. So uh, I think, you know, knock on woods, we're probably ready to go out and partake in the debauchery awaiting us. Word. I heard somebody said that young people are actually affected by the side effects harder than older people. Oh. Which which sounded counterintuitive to me. The only way I can kind of reason it is that maybe younger people just have stronger immune systems, so they're going to have a stronger reaction. Yes, yeah, like an and autoimmune so, response kind of thing. Yeah, right? whereas that older people, they don't have as strong, so they're not going to be as hardcore side effects and shit. And since I'm only 30, it's probably the way it's kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with the alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I failed yeah. to mention that I drank the night of I got the vaccine <laughs> and then two days later, cause we're playing poker. So yeah, so that might've had some effect on it. Yeah. Probably just got a little sick because the vaccine just wasn't prepared to fight something so youthful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Something so new. <laughs> Which one did so you get, Bobby? I got the uh, pussy ass Pfizer. Why well, you can't get your dick hard or some shit. <laughs> 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 Like that fake laugh you had going on there. <laughs> Got him. <That's> pretty... <laughs> hey, uh. guys, I have some good news. I have a good news update. We usually uh -oh. do pretty horrific shit here, and it's usually pretty depressing. But this week, we have an update on a story we did a few weeks ago that had a happy ending. I love happy endings, especially if it's a jack shack. Of course, yeah. I was do. I was gonna say is this uh, about sex workers. Yeah, it's a, it's not about sex workers. I'm sorry, but it's about. Do you guys remember Andreas Flatten? Uh... He was the guy that quit AOK Walker Auto Works and his asshole boss Miles oh, yeah. Walker. Oh yeah, the pennies, oily pennies guy. Yeah, oily yeah. pennies, yeah. And for those of you who missed that episode. This guy, Andreas Flatten, he put a two-week notice at his job at a place called AOK Walker Auto Works. I always want to make sure I make that name clear in case you might want to leave them a bad review. I, I, a review. I'm not going to say a bad review. You leave whatever <laughs> review you want to leave after you hear this story. But the place was called AOK Walker Auto Works. And then his boss, Miles Walker, refused to pay him his last check. And then eventually, Andreas got a boatload of pennies. He got his last paycheck all in pennies, which was over $900. All right, it was 900. It was, the total was 91,000 pennies. And not just that, but this asshole, the boss, covered them in oil. 
like motor oil. So now Andreas had to clean out all that shit. And I mean, the guy was talking about he spent all night cleaning this shit and cleared five dollars because it's fucking 500 pennies. So you guys, Bobby E and you guys remember the story. Oh, yeah. Well, here's a happy ending. He killed him. Killed yes. Miles Walker. Yeah. He yes, be, right. he put some of those pennies into some heavy duty socks, and he went down there and beat him to death. And sock pennied him to death. I've always yeah. wanted to sock penny someone to death. That's been my yeah. dream. <laughs> he he put them all the pennies in those little rolls and just sodomized Miles Walker to death. Just kept shoving <laughs> one after another. Oh, even better, even better. Up his rectum until he was just clogged up enough and died of sepsis. And even though he had all the oil from the pennies, he did not use that oil to lubricate the penny roll when <laughs> he sodomized the guy. Right. Just for fucking, he's, that's why he that's, washed them. That's right. That's the only reason he cleaned them. It's just so it would be as rough as possible on Miles Walk. That's in our indecorous utopia. That's what would have happened. <laughs> but what actually happened was Coinstar stepped in, guys. And Ian, you oh, kind yes. of mentioned Coinstar. Yes. Well, you just wanted him to drop the fucking coins on the Coinstar machine and clog it with oil. <laughs> But, fuck those guys. They always take 10% service well, fee. Well, you still think fuck these guys? Well, here's what Coinstar did. They came out to Flatten's place. They took all the pennies and gave Flatten $1,000 in cash. Wow. They rounded it up because it was it was yeah. $910. They rounded it up to 1000 They rounded it up. Fuck yeah. And took all the pennies. You know, though, I mean... I do have to say, like, yeah, that's nice of them for him, but basically they were able to get mentioned in the news. They were able oh, to get free... The, a good PR stunt, yeah. yeah. like, dude, they got for $100, right? Because they're keeping the pennies. Yeah, okay, yeah. so for $100, they got mentioned in a national news article that we are now talking about on a show. Yeah, and the publicity you get from us talking about it on the podcast, that that's invaluable. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. I'm you, dude. I mean, you, you know can't, I mean? but, you know, 90000 minimum is what I would say. Basically. But beyond all that, I'm glad they did. I'm sure Andreas is not fucking complaining. I'm sure he's happy to be having that. And also, I also want to say this. They donated another thousand dollars to a charity of Andreas's choice, so they donated an extra thousand to. So the Proud Boys got an extra thousand dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said just donated to AOK Walker Auto yeah. Works, and then so it's, it all evens out to a little animal shelter. So I think that's, that's cute. And this is the story as brought to you by Inside Edition. All right. Tens of thousands of pennies were weighing on Andreas Flatten's mind until help arrived. I was dreading, like, thinking that I'm going to have to go through hours and hours of cleaning this, and these guys have absolutely saved me. You see, after Andreas gave his two weeks notice at work and asked for his final paycheck, a pile of 90,000 pennies showed up at his house. Probably $1,000 worth of pennies and a little love note covered in something. Don't know what it is, but it smells funny. Reports say it may have been a spiteful move by his former employer, who was upset that Andreas was quitting his job. A local reporter in Georgia asked the boss if this was his doing. I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember. It doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a weenie for even bringing it up. Andreas and his girlfriend started cleaning the pennies off, preparing to cash them in. 
it was proving to be a time-consuming process. But as news of the stunt got around, one company realized it could help. Both the oil and the weight are going to make it very difficult for Mr. Flatten to transport these coins. Coinstar showed up at Andreas's house ready to cart the pennies off. All right. Which was easier said than done. They weren't even concerned about the oily substance that coated the coins. We'll take this directly to our processing partner and it'll be cleaned and counted and wrapped and recirculated. Andreas got crisp, clean $100 bills and most importantly, relief that this was all over. I'm just happy I don't have to go through and actually wash the pennies myself. Uh, that guy definitely looks like an Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He does look like an Andreas. He kind of, and because of that, I think that's why the boss felt so free to fuck with him. Yeah, he called him yeah. a weenie. And yeah, I was like, called, what, is, yeah. what does a man look like if he's being described as a weenie? Whatever you think, that's what the guy looks like. That's fair. But again, I agree with what Bobby said. Is like, yeah, Coinstar isn't doing this because they're good Samaritans. They're doing this because of the publicity they're gonna get out of it. But I'm pretty sure Andreas doesn't give a fuck. He's just oh, like, yeah, oh, definitely good. not. No, he's still, he's still made out. I call it happy ending just because it worked out. And you came. That's why you call it happy ending. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to fucking bury this sock in my backyard. I'm going to have a <laughs> semen tree pretty soon. It's time now to welcome our guest all the way from Los Angeles, California, Matt Payton, everybody. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here. Now, did I say that right, Matt Payton? That's right. Um, I'm trying to think of other ways people have mispronounced it over my life. and uh, <laughs> Is there any? None are coming to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is there any other option? Yeah. Like, I would be more surprised if there was anybody that was not. It's like, oh, they pronounced it with only one T one time. <laughs> right. I, I, I believe I have got Patton a few times. Oh, but okay. But that's pretty rare. Okay. Well, at least you're not getting Carlos Mencia, so I still <laughs> No, no, I still do get that. I do oh, a you lot still of do Carlos Mencia. Oh, well, good for you, man. That's poetic justice, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We like to start the podcast with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. The first question is always, where do I send questions? And that's in decorouscomedy at gmail.com or through social media. On our Facebook, Instagram at Indecorous Comedy, Twitter at Indecorous Pod, Patreon at themshits.com. Thank you, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Or you can go to patreon.com slash Indecorous Comedy. And how do you spell Indecorous, Bobby? It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. Is that how you pronounce this, the title? I, I actually, I'm sorry, I thought this was the Indica podcast. I, <laughs> I thought we were all going to vibe. This is, as long as you don't go on the Sativa podcast, we're all good. Oh, God, we're more yeah. of a fentanyl yeah. podcast, technically. <laughs> good. Sativarous <laughs> podcast. First question comes from Aaron. There's a very basic question that I've heard asked before. Aaron asks, cake or pie? Cake Ooh. or pie, and I remember, and correct me if, if I'm wrong here, you guys might know better, but I think Paul F. Tompkins did a bit about this years ago. Am I right? Do you guys remember this? That does sound vaguely familiar. I think it was It was either, I don't, I don't know why, but I always get Paul F. Tompkins confused with Dana Gould, and maybe it's just, I just think all white They're people similar. look alike. But yeah, you know, it's kind of like a little bit there, right? But anyway, he went with cake because frosting. And I, I'll give it to you. Uh, frosting is delicious, but I go with pie because pie is also delicious, 
but also I think it can be nutritious because it's got fruits and shit. <laughs> because of the fruit. That that's yeah. exactly why I'd go cake. Because too much you, fruit in the pie. <laughs> All right, man. That's <laughs> up a, yeah, that's like you're just going like fucking fuck this shit. Exactly. How about you, Bobby? I think it depends. I mean, I'd like a nice apple or like chocolate pie or something, but fucking key lime can go fuck itself. <laughs> you know? Okay, but, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> it might be fighting words right there, Bobby. Those are fighting words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you guys are very citrus friendly on the uh, on the West Coast. <laughs> we are, yes. I have them I have them on my eyes as we speak. <laughs> how about you, Ian? How do you feel about this cake or pie schism? So uh, I'm going I'm going pie on this one because no one's ever fucked a cake. I mean can you imagine really? putting that shit in the microwave? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you can you can warm up a pie, you can fuck it, you can eat it, it's nice and warm, it's good to go. Do the same shit to a cake, and I mean, no one microwaves a cake. All right, I'll give you maybe nobody microwaved a cake, but I'll be surprised if nobody's ever fucked a cake, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, if no. it exists, it's been fucked, basically. If it's inanimate and it has some sort of hole or it can be penetrated somehow, some dude somewhere has tried to fuck it. So you're going, what, rule 34 on this one? Well, I just think, uh, yeah, sure, I'll go rule 34 on that. I, but isn't that that there's porn of everything? Isn't that rule 34? Yes, if it exists, there has been a porn film made about it. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, you know what? Yeah, sure, I'll go with it as well. There's probably a fucking porn out there of people fucking cakes. Yeah. There, there definitely has been funfetti found on someone's penis, and they've had to Google how to get it off. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's probably one of the... Yahoo answers that are going to be gone here in a few weeks. All right, see to a real one. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm so bummed out about that fact, by the way. They're fucking killing one of the greatest documentations of stupidity that's ever existed. Yeah, we'll probably do a, a memorial on it at some point on the podcast. But all right, so that's, I think, your answer, Aaron. I say pie because of fruit. Matt says cake because fuck fruit. Yes. Ian says you can't fuck a cake. <laughs> and Bobby is just all over the place. He just hates key lime pie. Yeah. Very well. I Which is the most it. controversial thing I've ever heard on this show. It is, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't call us the Indica podcast for, for no reason. All right, our second question comes from Brian. If you could be reincarnated as any animal, what would it be and why? Say, call Bobby. me crazy, but I'm going to go human again. No, come on. <laughs> you can't do that. What? I don't I don't see any advantages to even like being a bear. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby's like, look at me. Why would I want to be anything else? Yeah. <laughs> when you've perfected it the first time, I don't see the need yeah. to, you know. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. See, well, okay. Well, then, Bobby, a gun to your head then, and you have to pick uh, well, That's why I don't want to be an animal, because there might end up being a gun to my head. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you, you have good chances as a human being as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was the first thing that popped in my head, and, and I've had time to think of a better, funnier answer, but still, I go back to Fox. <laughs> okay, why Fox? I feel like they have a real good slender body. Yeah, like they they just look good because because I always I, like if if I could come back as anything, I've always wanted to just live as a hot person for uh, ah. two days just to see what it'd be like. And I feel mm -hmm. like a fox is the hot person of the animal world. Yeah, it, I mean it's synonymous with the hot people. Yes, fox. Yeah. yeah, and they are you know voted most fuckable animals year after year. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Ian? Probably going pandas on this. Because pandas get the attention for 
not fornicating. They're notoriously bad at fucking. And they even let them watch panda porn to encourage them to fuck. So I think I'd bring some dignity to their game and put them back on the board finally. Oh, I thought you were going with, they're bad at fucking, so I'd feel right at home. Yes. <laughs> then I'd look good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a low bar. Yeah, that's another benefit. Yeah. I guess maybe, you know what, I, now that I think of it, maybe I might go with sloth. Oh, that's good. Something yeah. that barely moves, and when it does move, it's very slow. And as far as I know... Well, not that I've studied sloths, but do, I, I never hear about sloths having like a predator, right? I can't imagine I, they would have one because they would die every time, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. They can't outrun shit unless they're just like, yeah, fuck it, just eat me. But I kind of like that attitude too. Like, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. You know, I've never I, been I, invited on a sloth hunt. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's the the thing is like they're so easy to kill that it's not even a challenge for hunters or animals to be like, ah, fuck it, just leave them alone. They're fucking slow as fuck. They're not hurting nobody. What if they were delicious this whole time? Good uh, lord, man. Missing out? Yeah. yeah. We need to start a boutique restaurant where we just serve sloth. <laughs> like what if sloth made chicken look like dog shit? <laughs> yeah and we just that's, didn't know it this whole time i think that i think we need to find this out yeah yeah we need to find somebody that's willing to do i don't even well here's the other part of it though i don't know where where are slots where do you sure i want to say australia but that's just my go-to to any animal that i think is weird there are slothful people yeah <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of it because i couldn't think of like yeah, you're right. I mean, if they did have predators out there, they'd have been extinct a long time ago. Yeah, so. they wouldn't still be around. So, yeah, I guess they just yeah. fucking let them chill, bro. It's just sloths on an island with bananas or something. Very good. <laughs> now we go into our last question. This comes from Mark. Mark, who's also a Patreon supporter. Ooh. He has one of those fuck, marry, kill. Although he said kill, marry, fuck, which throws me off already. I thought it was supposed to be fuck, marry, kill. But he's he's, throw, he's throwing a fucking curveball here by saying kill, marry, fuck. And here are our three choices. Telemarketers selling car warranties, beggars at stoplights, and people who still say yas. Is that how you say that? <laughs> Is that how you say that? Yas. It, it, it's a Y followed by a bunch of A's and an S in the end. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I'm Hispanic. I, I think so. Okay, okay, very well. So I'll go first since I've had time to think about it. I would marry telemarketer selling car warranties. I know they're annoying, but they have a job. So <laughs> at least I know they have a job. That way I can still... You can still leech off them. <laughs> you know, not that podcasting isn't profitable as fuck. You know what I mean? Not that we don't make $50,000 on Patreon every month, but I would like <laughs> to be married to somebody that has a job. And then I would fuck the person who still says yas. They also seem annoying, but I've somebody being annoying has not stopped me from fucking them in the past. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna marry them like that's a, you know, but I'll for one yeah. night. You already gave your heart to the telemarketer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I don't want to cheat. You know, cheat is not an option here. It's not. Fuck, marry, kill, and cheat. <laughs> and then I would just have to kill the beggar at the stoplight because just, sorry, man, I have to. By law. That's, that's very Republican of you. By process of elimination, yeah. yeah so, There's only uh, three choices there. Exactly. So how about you, Matt? What do you think? Well, I think that I would actually, I would actually marry the beggar oh. because 
that shows a certain determination and hustle that I think oh. would uh, counterbalance my slothfulness in the marriage. Good point. <laughs> yeah, forget birthday sex. That's like some got me off of the street sex. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> And also, I, I'm a dude who appreciates a clean windshield, and I don't like to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's that squeegee that does it for you. It's the squeegee. I love a good squeegee technique. And then I would fuck the telemarketer because okay. they're being paid to contort themselves and completely diminish their own personality to please someone else mm, you yeah. you basically have to throw everything you believe in out the window yeah. to try to get that call so i right. feel like that would translate well to the bedroom they would do anything to please you yes like do do things yeah. against their own scruples if you will. yeah yeah they've already sold their soul they have no soul i think they've given up on morality and everything else that comes with it right which is what i don't i that's a morality free zone the, the fucking yes. zone as far uh -huh. as i'm concerned and then, um, you know, you have to kill the Yas queen, the Yas yeah. person. I added yes. a queen to it because they're going to say queen at the end. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, Ian, you guys have any thoughts on this kill, marry, fuck, or fuck, marry, kill, as I prefer to say, because I'm a Christian? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to probably fuck the yes girl, because even though it's a bit of a redundancy, they're going to be saying yes anyway. Hey, uh, it's probably just easier. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they always say yes and. Let me do the homeless person. So I'd probably give them a rags to riches story. And let them stay in my house for a while before I unceremoniously dump them just to get out of this silly question. So you're gonna yeah. marry? You're marrying the beggar? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna marry the beggar just for. But the it's a, of... more like a like a trading places type deal. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, th <laughs> yeah. I think they'd probably be more appreciative. They would. I mean, women, okay, by and large, are 100 percent equal, and there's nothing. But it would be fun <laughs> for just a little bit to live out the fantasy of every male chauvinist piece of shit that the okay. women know they know their place they're more submissive i would think that anyone you took off the street would kind of make you a sandwich and shut the fuck up very and, well and even though i'm not saying women should do that it would just be nice to have that for like a month until they become entitled and they just act like everyone else so you're already I, planning on divorcing this person yeah that's very romantic <laughs> unless they make the best sandwiches wrong. in the world but they might make an amazing pastrami sandwich who knows right. and then uh i'd probably have to kill the telemarketer just because i personally get no less than five text messages or phone calls per week trying to sell me warranties. And it's it's ridiculous. It's like whack-a-mole. You block the number, yeah. you cuss them out, they just call from a different number. Okay, how about you, Bobby? You know, I uh, I do believe you guys have run through uh, all of the <laughs> scenarios. Took them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the second you broke my heart, Carlos, and married my telemarketer, I mean, <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's what we like to do. We like to take every single iteration and then just ask Bobby, here, figure some shit out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we yeah, I'm just left premise. to go last with the scraps. <laughs> now, let's move on to our second segment. This is Indecorous News. There's a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again. In your entire life. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, right? The first story, the headline is, Wang Long disappears in Chinese steel factory. And the source for this is the South China Morning Post. So, you know, they know disappearances in China. This already has three Pinocchios. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you more information. Well, actually, Ian, you can give us a little bit more information on this story. All right. According to a statement issued by the Bogang Company on Tuesday, 
Wang Long, a 34-year-old worker at the company's steel pipe branch, went missing last Wednesday, March 24th, when he was on night duty. The company then organized workers to search for Wang Long. Eventually, a recording from a surveillance camera was found, which showed Wang Long taking off his safety helmet and gloves, placing them on the ground, then hesitating for several minutes before jumping into a blast furnace containing molten steel. Holy shit. Fortunately, Wang Long was able to resurface from the 2,800 degree molten steel with what appeared to be only a few minor bruises and a broken thumbnail. Yeah, so this Wang Long guy worked at the steel company and they were like, where did you go? And again, they search party, right? And they couldn't find him, but then they found the surveillance video. And it's actually online. I didn't put it on here because... You know, you guys don't want to see a guy jumping into a... I mean, we've seen that a million times, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picturing a uh, Terminator scenario where he, like, lowers himself into it. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. This was a little more faster than that. That one was kind of like a slow burn, quite literally. But this guy just fucking head-on jumped into the thing. So, so what uh, are we thinking? Is this like a like a dare situation? Well, <laughs> well, we have... You know, that's a great question, Ian. Here's some more information. Bobby... However, upon further review of the video, it showed Wang Long actually never made it out of the blast furnace. So, <laughs> so his condition remains a mystery to this day. Or it would if it, if it wasn't because astute police officers investigating the case assessed Wang Long must have suffered a severe allergic reaction to the 2,800-degree molten steel that enveloped every inch of his body and sadly declared Wang Long would no longer be laying down any more pipe. <laughs> that that one was just for you, Ian. I think sounds like. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's a sad story. Ian Wang Long is dead, bro. How is this not an allegory for something? This sounds like an allegory. <laughs> I this is just the first article I've seen in months that has the phrase "astute police officers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's China, dude. They, you know, they're not fucking around. They were like, hey, I don't know. I think uh, this guy might not have survived this plunge into the 2,800-degree <laughs> molten steel. <laughs> See, at first, before we, we got the second reveal, I thought he was committing suicide and then decided, ah, I can't go through with this. Like, he had yeah, a yeah. change of heart as soon as he touched the, the lava or the steel, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. It's, it's lava in my <laughs> He was like, oh, this shit's a little hotter than I thought it was. Yeah. Well, no, apparently not. You kind of called it because, Bobby, you can do that last sentence. Police would later rule out murder and determine the cause of death as suicide. Yeah, Yeah. it was like a a Foxconn situation. I'm guessing. Well, and you see the video, and yeah, the guy, there's nobody around the guy. And of course, like it said on the previous thing, in in the video, you can see that he took off his safety (laughs) helmet and gloves, and that's probably what doomed him. Right. So had he been wearing safety helmet and gloves, and, and gloves well, this, then he might have had a chance. This makes sense because I've ordered, you know, I've gotten a number of things that were made in China where like a little metal part on it broke. And it's because, <laughs> yeah, the, it's got the, a, the boiler was full of dead people. It was full of Wang Long. Well, Wang Wang was the safety inspector, so he missed that. <laughs> That's why your product was defective. Well, and you know what? This helmet and gloves were probably also made in China. So it's probably safer taking them off before jumping into that thing. He probably would have hurt himself further by using some uh, faulty helmet and Chinese-made gloves. Matt, you can do this paragraph that's next right there. All right. Wang Long's colleagues said he had been trading stocks and futures for a long time. Wang Long reportedly lost over 60,000 yuan alone on Wednesday on the stock market. 
Police said they now believe Wang Long jumped into the furnace because he had a high level of loan debt, which he was unable to repay. Yeah. So there you go, Ian. See, you're the big stock guy here on the podcast and see what happens. Yeah, dude. I mean, Chinese loan loan sharks are no fucking joke, bro. I mean, a furnace is a, a better faith than meeting one of those angry guys. Yeah, I get. Or maybe he just thought there was a lot of money at the bottom of the furnace or something. <laughs> yeah, died down yeah it was like a fountain at a mall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll get these guys paid back. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. There's going to be a lot of coin to jot down. There's a lot of wishes that get made on this fucking blast furnace. Or, or he might have just been like an extreme introvert and just wanted to avoid conflict from the awkward conversation when they did a margin call and said, hey, bro, you're upside down in your position. You need to fucking pay up. So. Yeah, I knew you were going to do the margin call reference. You never miss a chance to make a margin call reference. <laughs> It's so hell of awkward when people do margin call on you. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. do I really have to pay more? Yeah. Golly, I didn't expect that. Yeah, let's try to stop it with the margin call. You're always pandering to the margin call demographic. <laughs> it's a big, de- it's a growing demo these days. Yeah, apparently so. Yes, I'll close it out. In April of last year, a 47-year-old man took his own life by jumping from a high-rise building in a hospital in Putian of Fujian, which is probably a place somewhere in China. Police <laughs> said in a statement that he had lost over a million. Juan, what is it? Is it Yuan? Juan? I call them China bucks. <laughs> <laughs> a million China bucks on the star market. But we did not mention that story on this podcast because his name wasn't funny enough. Yeah, that was basically why I put this story on here. It's because the guy's name was Wang Long. Clever. You're- such a jokester, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no margin call joke, but it's still pretty good. Wang Long. So well, rest in peace, Wang Long. Because I also, I want to show both sides of the story. Because most of the podcast is Ian just like stonks and whatever the fuck. And I'm like, no, there's a downside to this shit as well. Well, I mean, you, you've done a good job here. You've somewhat redeemed yourself from the way you trolled me on the algo trading episode. But I, I did will not, say, I did not trade. That was fucking Bobby. Ah. But I will say this on that episode, <laughs> we, we, we were had colluding. a guy. We had a guy that killed himself because he lost money on the stonks. But it turns out Egg was on his face because he really, really didn't lose money. He just didn't know how to read his fucking Robinhood app. Apparently, thought he lost like seventy thousand dollars, and he was fine. He just didn't know how to read his shit. Thought Still killed himself anyway, making se- it all, all the more funny. Wasn't it like seven hundred thousand? Yeah, that's, that's what it was. It's like seven hundred thousand. Yeah. He thought he was upside down, and it turns out he was just misreading his shit. What, what is the exchange rate? Uh, How much a is great, a million won? That's a great question. I, I remember 60000 was something close to $10,000. 60000 China oh, bucks. Okay. $10,000. So if you can do the math of what that's in a, a million, I'm guessing in the hundred thousands of dollars. Yeah, okay. That's, that's uh, jumping off of a building worthy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, see, that's the other thing, too. Jumping off a building worthy, but so, jumping into the fucking molten lava, that seems kind of extreme. So yeah. 60,000 yuan is 9,168 U.S. dollars. Very precise, oh, wow. Bobby. He knows how to read the Robinhood app. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's not killing himself. I can Google with the best of them, fellas. So rest in peace, Wang Long. Uh, we feel you. We hardly <laughs> knew ye. We hardly yeah. knew ye. <laughs> New Yi was his brother. Oh. (laughs) New Yi's on second. What? Come on now. (laughs) All right. This next story, headline is Trump wax figure moved because people kept punching it in its stupid Trump face. (laughs) The source for this is Huffington Post and the New York Times. 
And Bobby, you can tell us more about this. This this would have also been fitting for the uh, molten steel pit there. What do you mean? Hmm. I don't. You I know, don't I don't know. Actually, I thought um, you meant to throw the Trump figure into the, yeah. the pit because it'd be yeah. cool to see what his face looked like after. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like how much better it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we've always had trouble with the presidential section because no matter what president it was, Bush, Obama, or Trump, they've all had people beat them. <laughs> Clay Stewart told the San Antonio Express News. Stewart told the newspaper that the Trump figure was beaten badly enough to leave deep marks on its waxy face, necessitating its move to storage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see this, but I guess I can also see why people get mad at it. doesn't even matter which politician it is. They're going to be get, get angry and do shit. But I don't remember ever hearing. Well, I mean, not that I was fucking checking every single news story, but I don't remember hearing this as much with Obama. or well, even you, don't, Bush. you don't have Wax Museum Google Alerts set up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to hook you up. I don't get the notifications on my phone anymore. I'm a star member of Madame Tussauds. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you know, you it guys... pays for itself after the 19th visit. <laughs> <laughs> you can just drive right on after a while. <laughs> so I guess they left deep marks on its waxy face. Have, you, have any of you guys been actually to one of these places? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Ian, what so. are do they look solid or is it like wax like you'd have like a candle? Oh, they look legit. I mean, I think Madame Tucson's is one of the better ones. So... I've been to a couple of them and they look very lifelike. So. Oh, I didn't even know there were like several ones. There's yeah, like if you go the... to like Vegas or if you go to LA, there's tourist trappy areas. They have different companies competing in, in the wax figurine market. I think I saw some at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was just there. Um, they definitely had a wax Elvis. I think original Elvis was made out of wax too as well, right? Well, actually, <laughs> that and bananas. Of, and bananas. I was <laughs> and just and I was telling somebody this the other day. You guys tell me what you guys think. You know, like when you die, apparently you shit yourself. Yeah, you I've heard, heard the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just embarrassing because it's like, oh, look, this guy fucking shit himself. Because, you know, nobody knows if it happened before or after. Hopefully they have enough knowledge about how the rectum works that they give you a break. But it made me reconsider the whole Elvis thing dying on the toilet. That actually is the perfect place to die. If you're yeah. gonna it's lose. almost the most dignified. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it made me rethink that whole story all over again because I was like, exactly. It's like, oh, there you go. You died on the toilet and you evacuated your bowels where they're supposed to. Yeah. And it's like very, the only more respectful way to do it would be to do it right after you got out of the shower. Because you, you know? took a shit in the shower? Night- Is that what you're trying to say here, <laughs> yeah, Bobby? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, where do you guys do it? Yeah. Is there any other place? You pee in there, so what's the difference? (laughs) That's where the hooker is, right? That's Where where else are you going to fucking shit? Matt, you can do this next little paragraph there. All right. A figure of former President Barack Obama lost its ears six times, and former President George W. Bush's figure's nose was punched in, Stewart said. People are just aggressive about their political party, he commented. Yeah, and this is kind of why I was asking the question about what do they look like and how do they feel, because I'm wondering how much force is going into these attacks. Like, how hard would it be (laughs) to punch in the nose of a wax figure? With Obama's ears, they were prominent enough that you could just probably just hang off of them and then just break them. But fucking punching in a nose? 
Yeah, I don't know how malleable this wax is. I mean, if you think about candles, pretty stiff and dense. I mean, it doesn't seem like it'd be that easy to punch in, but I would like to think that somebody took a shoe to George W. Bush's face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, try to duck this one, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd like to think that they're hard because I just want to think that this Trump figure got hit so many fucking times that it was like, all right, you know, it's like usually they can take a beating, but after... We've never seen this kind of savagery before Trump. <laughs> did, did it say also earlier it was Trump's nose as well? No, this one, it says... Oh, it was just George, his face. His, yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his figure was beaten badly enough to leave deep marks. That's right, that's right. So, I was wondering if, if they always went for the... You know how old Roman statues, all the penises are cut off? Oh, yeah. So I wonder if, like, the nose is the new, you know, thing to deface Is it? Is it... <laughs> is it the penis missing because it was offensive or just because like the easiest thing to grab onto? That's what I assumed. Yeah. I, or yeah, maybe wonder... it broke off in, in moving them, you know, in, in, trying to stack them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is back, yeah. back whenever they didn't have a lot of dildos mass manufactured. So one mm. lucky lady really had a happy birthday. Does David True. still have his dick? Does David, anybody know? I think you so. know, I've actually, I saw the real one. Wow. Really? I should, I should know that. Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> is, is this you just trying to be like no homo right now? It's like, I, I don't even look that way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see a guy. I don't yeah, I was, I'm so straight. I didn't even look at his dick. He, was, I, I he had a dick? What? I didn't move past the eyelashes, all right? No matter what anyone tells you. Did not admire his figure. Well, I guess as much as I would love to think that people hate Trump so much that that's why they were tearing him down. Apparently, it's not an uncommon thing. Here's a couple more examples. Ian, you can do these. Alrighty, A wax figure of Adolf Hitler was beheaded in 2008 by a protester at a Madame Tussauds museum in Berlin. After it was repaired, the wax Hitler was returned to the museum behind glass windows with Two guards to protect it. Imagine being those guards. Like, that's what you get hired to do to protect fucking Hitler, man. God damn. I hope neither I, one of them were Jews. I, okay. I think it'd be funny if it somebody went about it from the other direction and it just had, like, lipstick all over it. Lipstick, like, kisses. That would be fun. If yes. Oh, just, like, fucking just show their love to, for Hitler? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of bailing on it now that it didn't really get the reaction I was No, you're, you're trying to glam him up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, to make going for drag Hitler. A wax statue of the rapper Sean Combs, also known as Puff Daddy or Puff or Puff or P Diddy, or Diddy Puff Puff D Puffy or <laughs> Puff Daddy Patty or Puff or Magic Daddy or sometimes just <laughs> you did not pitch. read any of those correctly. <laughs> yeah, what in the world, man? I got the you're first. Just, you're just making right? stuff up at this point. <laughs> It's I spent I spent hours researching all these nicknames just for you to gloss over them like this. I think I heard the piff one though. Yeah. Anyway, um. No, no. Let's start. Let's start again. Let's start again. All right. Take two. A wax statue of the rapper Sean Combs, also known as Puff Daddy or Puff or Puffy or P Diddy or Diddy Puffy Puff D Piffy or Duff Patty or Piff the Magic Daddy or sometimes just Diddy was similarly disfigured in 2019 at Madame Tussauds in New York City after someone pushed the wax figure and severed its puffy head. 
Yeah, and you nailed those, by the way, Ian. Good job. And I know which take you're going to use on that motherfucker. You're going to use <laughs> take one. No, no, no. I mean, that was fucking, you fucking nailed him. I, this one, though, I'm thinking, is Sean Combs that controversial of a figure that people really hate him that much? Now I'm just starting to think people are just being assholes and knocking shit over for the fuck of knocking shit yeah, over. Yeah, th this was the ghost of the uh, Notorious B.I.G. that did that. I think whenever he got right. rid of the marijuana connotations, I think all the potheads just got super fucking angry. So they're, they're the ones that are going oh, after his ass. Is that why he was Puff Daddy? Oh, is that yeah. what that meant? Uh, you this... guys didn't put one and one together? He was no. like, I, I smoke mad ganja, yo. And then it was like, uh, oh, fucking one day it wasn't cool to do that anymore. Yeah, I, I think once you become an actual daddy, you you should probably not call yourself Puff Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't tell my kids that this is what people call me. It was cool when he was Puff Bachelor. Yeah. But when you're Puff right, Daddy, yeah. you gotta fucking. That's yeah. I never put that together. Me I think either. it's every person that ever was a High Times magazine subscriber. Those people are the ones who are like, he turned his back on as that motherfucker. I'm with Matt on this one, dude, because I put this thing together, and even as I put all these nicknames together in my head, I was thinking, why Puff Daddy? That seems like such a soft yeah uh, nickname for <laughs> yeah. a rapper. I never fucking computed. Yeah, puffing uh, marijuana. Well, that's kind of funny because if you think of everybody on the bad boy roster, Puffy is the last one that would have smoked weed to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's supposed he, to be like the impresario. In yes, show, exactly. Right? He's very corporate. He's very disciplined. Yeah, kind of guy. Very, like, so. Yeah. No, uh, that was it. <laughs> what about, what about, well, Bobby wanted, what is it, something about putting kisses on Puff Daddy or something? Yeah, yeah it was just some, some dumb bullshit not to be laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. <sighs> um, at attractions with wax figures, bad news coverage might lead to a figure's being placed in a less than optimal position or its removal. When Matt Lauer, the former Today Show anchor, was accused of sexual harassment, his likeness was removed from Madame Tussaud in New York City for being a perv. By contrast, an actor's recent Oscar win might warrant wax figures being moved to a more visible spot. So I guess this is a thing. So if somebody got some bad publicity, they're like, all right, we're going to fucking, we're putting you in the, in the basement or whatever. But apparently but not Hitler. Yeah, not yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing. You can redeem yourself is what they're trying to say here. Well, I he, guess you know, he's been held accountable. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. he's able to come back. It is funny, though, because, well, the example that they give here, well, they don't give a specific example, but what they're saying is, like, if somebody wins an Oscar or some shit, they'll be like, okay, well, you can go. Now yeah. you're in the front lobby instead of being in the fucking back of the second floor or whatever the fuck. And it is a thing just in general, how much people are willing to excuse bad behavior if somebody just makes very good art, like that, <laughs> like the whole Woody Allen shit. You know what I mean? Did you guys see that documentary that came I out? I did, yeah. Thing? Yeah, and it's for years, everybody's like, well, you know, he's making great movies, man. I don't know about all that. And, and, and it's like, apparently, if you're a good enough director, then yeah, go ahead, fuck some kids. Yeah, I wonder if now, because his movies are so terrible, we're all okay with turning on him more than they, we were in 92. <laughs> That's a great point, man. That's a great point. Like, if he was fucking making Annie Hall right now, would people right. still be turning on him? And taking this thing back to Hitler, because he was an artist... By the way, that's how Ian usually refers to Hitler as the artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was like, you know, classic painter before he became a politician. And if you talk to some 
well-researched art aficionados and went to art college, they'll say, and I've heard this from many people before, um, the paintings that he butchered were the worst things that he ever did. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard he was pretty bad. <laughs> what they didn't say earlier, though, was that uh, the guards that were guarding him, those were just proud boys. It was a voluntary thing. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing it on the weekend just to hang yeah. out with some friends. Yeah. <laughs> So Ripley's made three Trump figures in 2016 for its various attractions around the nation, seeing each one took its sculptors about six weeks to craft. The company said all of its figures were about 2% larger than the actual subjects because the wax shrinks. The heads and the bodies are made separately because it takes more than a month to insert individual strands of hair into the wax. Wow, I didn't even know they did. Like they were human that hair? I yeah. guess that's what they're saying. Strands of human hair into the... Now, see, now this is a thing where... Well, I don't know about Trump. Trump's probably had, like, implants or some shit, right? He doesn't wear a wig. I think... If, oh, if, it's total toupee. That's if it's a toupee. toupee. Well, if it's a toupee, then I feel bad for these people. They should have just been able to put a toupee on the fucking thing. How... Yeah. Wait, please tell me at some point in history, total toupee was the name of a store. <laughs> that would, that awesome. would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the golden era of toupees, there was probably something called the uh, top toupee. Top toupee was their competitor. Total toupee. Yeah, totally they're across the street toupee. from each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's probably they drove each other out of business. Is probably what it it's is. like. Famous original rays and original rays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Plow King and Mister Plow. That's yeah. right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there, there, there we go. I knew a girl in Chicago who would wear a wig on top of her normal hair. Just to stay warm. Wow. Really? Shit. Yeah. So she just went for practical reasons. Yeah, for practical reasons. Like she would go, like, put on like a hat. It's cold out, going somewhere, better put on the wig. And it looked real. I, you but, know what? I wish I would have thought of that. I would have done that when I was living in New York City. I was just like, fucking put on a, a wig just to keep warm. Yeah, they'll just be like, why does Carlos look like one of the Beatles right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to keep his ears warm. Yeah. But it was also to cheat on her husband. So Yes, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the part that gets lost in the story. Well, one visitor said in a YouTube video tour that the figures in the San Antonio Museum, quote, look maybe 30 to 40% like the celebrities or famous people that they're trying to mimic and compare the Trump figure to actor Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> now this is one that I'm assuming he means right now, Mickey Rourke. Right? Yes, now. we're not talking 1983. <laughs> exactly, because it's a tricky one. Depending on, like, if this guy is, I don't know, what would you have to be like, 60, 70 years old? Ah, that Mickey Rourke, he was a handsome fella. I'm, I'm assuming if he's making YouTube videos, there's a younger guy that is referencing right now, Mickey Rourke. The wrestler, Mickey the Rourke. wrestler Mickey Rourke. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That that not. Yeah, this is not a compliment for any time travelers. I always try to clarify everything for time travelers that might listen to the podcast. Because you know, if somebody from yeah, like you said, nineteen eighty five listens to the podcast, they'd be like, "Oh wow, this Trump he got very handsome in his latter years." Right. All right, guys. We're going on to our main segment of the night. This is Endecra's Deep Dive. We build this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's Deep Dive was written by Bobby. This is part two about how winning the lottery can ruin your life. 
Yeah, actually, that sounds a lot better than whatever it is that I said, Bobby. So I, I'll give you that. I said, uh, <laughs> what was it, Lottery Gone Wrong or something? <laughs> lottery Gone Wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm way too influenced by uh, reality shows, I guess. My, my bad lottery life gone yeah, bad my, or whatever. My 600-pound lottery. <laughs> my 600-pound lottery, exactly. Tonight, we're going to talk about Jack Whitaker, the winner of the nation's largest Powerball jackpot at the time. Thanks to help from April Witt at the Washington Post. I'm assuming April Witt is just a chick you're fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So thank you for this chick that's fucking Bobby for telling him about the story. And then, Ian, you can uh, start us off, dude. All right. Shortly before Xmas in 2002, (laughs) Jack Whitaker bought a Powerball lottery ticket at his favorite local gas station, the C&L Superserve. He got bacon biscuits there so often that he was very friendly with Brenda the Biscuit Lady, who would start his regular order when she spotted him at the pump. Despite working all her life, Brenda had little to show for it and didn't own a car or home. Oh, that's very sad. She's Brenda the Biscuit Lady. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's tugging at the heartstrings here. Yeah, this is very... This is, and this is... The, I can tell this is always Bobby's style. Is he... What is it? Pluck at the heartstrings? Is that what... He, he's a writer for Hallmark. He does those <laughs> Christmas movies on that channel. Okay, that's right. This reads like the opening chapter of a children's book. Hey, don't, don't go digging through my credits. <laughs> I have your IMDb up right now. It's very Dickensian, this first one. Brenda the Biscuit Lady. Already Brenda the Biscuit Lady, because listeners can't see this, but the whole thing is in quotes. It's Brenda the Biscuit Lady. Like, this is what everybody <laughs> yeah. called her, is Brenda well, the Biscuit Lady. It was well, Brenda the Biscuit Bitch, but, you know, I didn't want <laughs> But you're, and, uh, you're more woke. Yeah. She was having a good day. I enjoy bacon biscuits as much as the next guy, but I'm not going to buy them from a street urchin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby, tell us a little bit more. I mean, let me get my Kleenex first. <laughs> uh, Jack, on the other hand, had built a pretty nice life for himself and his family through years of hard work that eventually led to him owning a water and sewer pipeline company with his brother that employed more than 100 people. Oh, that's a callback, because remember a callback, yes. Long Wang or whatever the fuck oh, that yeah. guy's name? Yeah. yeah. All right, it's a theme. Yep. Uh, on Christmas night, Jewel, his wife of nearly 40 years, woke him up excitedly to let him know his ticket had matched four of the five winning numbers. He went back to sleep, stoked that his $1 investment should be good for at least $100,000. Imagine being able to go back to sleep after you've just won $100,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's nice. Back to my dream about my fingernails. That's, <laughs> that's how you can tell that he didn't really need to win this lottery in the first place. He was already a successful business owner. He's like, yeah, yeah hundred grand. I'm going <laughs> to get some shut-eye. He's already married to Jewel, for God's sake. He's already <laughs> yeah. won the lottery, as far as I'm concerned. She is a yeah. beauty. She is a beauty. Yes. And, and when what well, what what uh, time period are we talking about here, Bobby? What years? Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh yeah, he, Jewel. That's prime Jewel. Well, oh, he yeah. was you know he was divorced from uh, Ruby, his first wife. So. Oh, that, <laughs> he just went through all the precious metals. Yeah, and then he's he's gonna hook up with a stripper named Diamond. I'm Very thinking well. Brenda well, might get into this game too as well. Spoiler so we'll alert! Whoa, hey, spoiler <laughs> alert, guys! The Let's not get, get ahead of ourselves. Later. But yeah, it is funny that this guy he's just like, oh, I want a hundred thousand. That's cool. He didn't even check the numbers. Like, Jewel had to yeah. check the numbers. And this is when she was, like, busy with her recording career, too. Yeah, yeah she, she probably was... just came from TRL or something. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and then he was, exactly. Carson Daly, 
And she was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I don't care. Check the lottery numbers. I don't, I can't be, I got to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't even, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't even cash in tickets for less than a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, Not worth going even. to the bank. You have to fill yeah, out the yeah. uniforms. Uh-huh. All right, Matt, you can do this next paragraph. All right. When he woke up the next day at 4.30 a.m., as he always did, he put on the news and heard to his surprise that the 314 million winning Powerball ticket had been sold at the CNL SuperServe, where he always stopped for gas and Brenda's biscuits. What are the odds of both the winning ticket and my four out of five ticket were sold at the same place? When the winning numbers flashed on the screen, Jack realized last night's broadcast had been wrong. He had matched on all five numbers. Wait, the broadcast was wrong? It wasn't Jules' fault. It was the broadcast that was wrong? That's what the article I read said. From the the chick that you're fucking? Yeah, I mean, imagine, like, yeah, somebody, like, threw out a ticket or something. Oh, my God. You can't report the wrong fucking numbers. It can't sound like bullshit. Seems like you'd be liable for that. Yeah. (laughs) That is serious shit. He's probably like, I would have stayed up. If I would have known, and I wouldn't have fucking... Well, actually, you know what? It probably worked out for the best because he did get a good good sleep since it was only $100,000 <laughs> that he had originally thought he won. Yeah, he didn't have to live with that chump change. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> Ian, you can... Oh, go ahead, Bobby. No, I didn't have anything else. Oh, okay. Ian, you can do this next one. All oh, right. no, I got something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it about fucking kissing Whitaker? Because we've been... Yes. Through. Okay. Uh, no, I, I didn't have anything else. I just wanted to do that. not editing any of this all righty so jack proclaimed oh no i got something okay kissing whitaker no okay all righty so jack proclaimed oh no i got something oh go ahead bobby no okay not (laughs) editing any of this ian oh no i got something oh okay uh no I, i didn't have anything else okay Oh, okay. So, Ian. <laughs> oh, no, I got something. Oh, okay. Is that about fucking kissing Whitaker? Because we've been. Yes. Through. Okay. Uh, no, I, I didn't have anything else. I just wanted to do that. Alrighty, so Jack proclaimed he would tithe 10% of his winnings like a dummy <laughs> to a local strip club. I'm just kidding. Uh, to uh, donate millions to his family's favorite pastor and build new churches. Pastors, like a, by the way, because that would have been a hell of a fucking thing if he just gave it to one person. Well, he he goes to a, a, one of those mega churches. Oh, yes. So, so you, know, you they, have they, to give. Who, who has yeah. multiple favorite pastors? I, <laughs> well, let me show you my bookmarks. All right. right. So he vowed to start a charitable foundation to help poor West Virginians. Isn't that every West Virginian? I believe so. So, Yeah. uh, He he, quote, I just want to thank God for letting me pick the right numbers or letting the machine pick the right numbers. Because, of of course, baby Jesus did that for him. Yeah. um, God did it one way or the other. (laughs) He said, as he claimed his check, a one time payout of. $113,386,407 $113,386,407.77 after taxes. So, How much is that in yuan, Bobby? <laughs> what was the total? $314 million was the total yeah. thing. 
Yeah, but so they he, took over 201. I, you know, actually, I think if it's 314 million, that's like if you take the annual payouts, you know, it, right. it adds oh, up yeah. to that total. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the after tax, like lump sum payment. It's still a, a fair amount of money, but I wish they would have just rounded it up to uh, 386,408. Maybe they took yeah. this extra 23 cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. Seems <laughs> kind of petty. Do you really have to get out three quarters and two pennies? Yeah. It's like that took, that's what took the most time is trying to fucking find the fucking pennies and make change and shit. You got to yeah. open one of those coin purses. <laughs> yeah. Because this is before Venmo. So they couldn't right. just fucking Venmo that shit. And and it sounds like bullshit too, because they'll just round taxes up to the nearest dollar. I mean, I would, yeah, I would, I would do that just to be like, let's just fucking uh, save ourselves the hassle of uh, finding all these fucking pennies and shit. Yeah, we don't want to annoy Carlos on a podcast one yeah, day. I would be like, fuck no, uh, you know what? Keep the money. He claimed <laughs> at the time that he would live life as if nothing had changed, except that he could spend more time with his family. People in town began treating him as though a lot had changed. Showing up at the CNL SuperServe early in the morning, waiting to pitch Jack every sob story and investment idea they could come up with to try to get their little piece of his winnings. He soon stopped going to his favorite gas and biscuit place. Some of those people were reluctant to go away empty-handed and began threatening Jack's family. Off-duty deputies began providing Jack's family with private security. Yeah, this got to fucking sucks, man. And again, this is, we're talking about early 2000s, you said? Yeah, 2002. Yeah. So this is before podcasts. Because imagine how many fucking podcasters would have come out and be like, dude, I got this fucking great idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just need on some microphone equipment and shit. And he was already getting, I can't even imagine what people, well, I guess I guess they were pitching him sob stories. I guess that, that can be anything. But investment ideas in fucking rural West Virginia, I can only imagine what kind of fucking dollar store shark tank level ideas they were pitching to this guy yeah it's probably just a lot of uh reselling oxycontin <laughs> yeah that's right it's like oxycontin but uh better it's like oxycontin yeah. on speed also Bobby. what's the what's the point of playing the playing and winning the lottery if you're not going to change anything about your life why <laughs> yeah, do it then? exactly why buy yeah, a ticket just bragging rights you know yeah <laughs> I'm luckier than everybody. I would change every single thing about my life. I would <laughs> everybody I know I would never talk to again. I would totally burn every bridge. I would t- I mean I would be a monster. Change genders, you know. Absolutely. Whole... Multiple yeah. times. Just cuz you can afford it, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's like back yeah. and forth it's like what gender is Matt this week? I don't know. Yeah, I have to Yeah, check what the gender charts. is he? Rich. That's what fucking gender yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he identifies as rich now. i don't yeah that's a great point though i mean like you even hear that with rappers and shit that uh make it big and you know they become multimillionaires. like oh man he's not gangster anymore he's not hanging out in the hood it's like of course he's not that's the fucking whole reason he wanted to make money is to get the fuck away from that shit man yeah Yeah. he's got fucking private security he's not pulling guns out in the street (laughs) yeah why is he not risking his life every day i would i would make a wax figure of myself and then hire private security to guard it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) all right bobby here's next one even brenda the biscuit lady got a taste of what jack was starting to go through to thank her for years of friendship and delicious biscuits jack had (laughs) let her pick out a new jeep bought her a hundred and twenty three thousand dollar house and given her a check for forty four thousand dollars 
Brenda's unemployed adult daughter thought her mom should buy her a trailer and a new car. Other relatives demanded their piece of Brenda's good fortune to the point that she and one of her sisters stopped talking. And despite getting a very generous close to $200,000 from Jack, people were treating her as though she were also a multimillionaire. Yeah, so, she, yeah. so he ruined her life as well. It's like trickle-down misery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Which is basically what trickle-down economics is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, that's a, you know, when we did the part one of this thing, it was another one. There's so many things that you don't even take into account when shit like this happens. And one of them, when we did the part one was if anybody owes you money, they're like, well, you don't need me to pay you back anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's one thing I had never thought about. And then this, like where even if you're generous to somebody else, now they're going to be fucking faced with people fucking wanting them to give them money and shit it's a never-ending problem that one it's, that paragraph started off it was like oh that's nice and then yeah. by the end it's like oh yeah the story of brenda the biscuit lady keeps getting more tragic <laughs> as we keep yeah. going with this shit all right ian you can do this next one all right march of 2003 brought jack's first lawsuit in which he was accused of groping a woman he wasn't married to but was spending time with at a greyhound dog track that also had slot machines Jack started staying out at night and frequenting the Pink Pony, a local strip club he had first visited on New Year's Eve to celebrate his win. And by the way, you could have probably left the local strip club thing up, right? Like, what other venue would have been called the Pink Pony? You know yeah. I mean? that's, that's like, that's point. not an appropriate name for any, unless you're just literally selling ponies that you've dyed pink. You guys been over to the Pink Pony library? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little shady for me. <laughs> Like, you know where I can find uh, textbooks? Yeah, yeah, Pink Pony, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. where they find this. Oh, they have all the latest journals. Yeah, down here at Pink Pony Investments. Yeah. <laughs> where are you getting your chemo? Oh, uh, Pink Pony. <laughs> oh, they're good. They're very good. Yeah, oh, they're good. They got the best chemo at Pink Pony. All right. So that night, he had walked out and slapped $50,000 cash on the bar and slapped a couple bitches, too. Uh the manager asked him to put the money away and to not do that again, fearing something might happen to Jack for flashing that kind of cash. I'm just kidding. He didn't smack the ladies, but he did flash that cash like Mr. Fancy Pants. That's what we call projection, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm overly editorializing the narration here. But, uh, You're just yeah, saying so he was trying to be Mr. Big Dick done. walking around with cash, and yeah, this is how people... Uh, Get got. Yeah, well, that is stupid to be flashing around fifty thousand dollars cash. I don't know if fifty thousand cash though. Even if it's hundred dollar bills, that's a lot. That's a big fucking chunk, right? Yeah. Did you bring a briefcase in there? Yeah, exactly, dude. No, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you could hold fifty grand in your hand. Think with one hand, if you had a stack of like, yeah, like a a stack of ten thousand dollars, like. I mean, it's 500 bills. It's not nothing. Uh, but okay. Fucking Duff Pity over here fucking showing off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Duff Patty to you. Yeah, right? Okay, all right. Yeah, he's Irish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, pity. Okay. Also, well, yeah. what about the word he just, he was accused of groping a woman he wasn't married to, but was spending time with. What does that mean, spending time with? You know, uh, I mean, that's what I'm the article was saying. They were, thinking, so. so side hope, perhaps? Maybe a, a sister he was close to and got a little tipsy with. Uh, I was thinking prayer circle. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. West Virginia, it could be a lady of the night or 
sister with benefits. Probably sister with benefits. I'm okay. Thinking. Okay. Very well. Matt, you can do this next one. All right. Jack tipped so well at the Pink Pony that they were willing to look past him getting handsy with the dancers. They just assigned a security guard to babysit him instead. A dancer slash stripper wrangler. Okay, oh, I see. A dancer stripper wrangler named Misty noted how Jack's behavior changed. At wait, first, wait, wait. I mean, wait, wait. You, you figured that at Matt, but I didn't. That sentence, I'm still confused by it. What is this? It's like a it's a wrangler for the dancer stripper. Is so, that the person that, like pulls yeah. them off the stage with the cane whenever they've gone past their five minutes? Okay. Or? So yeah, like, like the, the Sandman. The Sandman yeah. of strippers. No, so did, like she basically is the older, wiser stripper or whatever, and so she has to keep <laughs> all the other strippers in line because they're oh, notoriously. The yeah, yeah, exactly. The madam. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Okay, because it was it was weird that her name was also a stripper name, but she's just oh, yeah, she's a stripper too. Yeah, I mean, I you don't you. like you don't start at stripper wrangler. You know, you so she's like the boss fight of strippers. It's like a head stripper. Yeah, yeah. stripper yeah, everyone else goes to for for advice and wisdom. She's the oracle. <laughs> yes, the oracle. Imagine we talked about the the Claremont. Like you're familiar with the Claremont Lounge. I am well, not personally, but I'm familiar with its lore. Exactly. So it's a, a strip club in Atlanta where every stripper is old as fuck. Imagine the fucking Oracle oh, God. Claremont Lounge, dude. <laughs> She's got to be up there in at least... Like a, a centennial. Well, yeah, at least 160 years old or some shit. That's where Amelia Earhart went. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that was her. <laughs> That's where she is, dude. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, please continue, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. We left off. Uh, at first, he was like, I'm Jack Whitaker. I want all this money. Yay for me, Misty says. Later, it was like, I'm Jack Whitaker. You'll do what I say. I have more money than God. Who talks like that? Oh, wait. He's still saying that? Is that him? Sorry. I think they're quoting Misty right now. They're oh, quoting yes, Misty, right, right. quoting Jack Whitaker. Yeah, it's very mad. Yeah. Who talks like that? It was like the money was eating away at whatever was good in him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see that. Uh, what is it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And you're going to get a lot of power from getting that fucking kind of money. Although it this seems is... like he was already, already wealthy, though. Yeah, I mean, he was already a business owner. He was a business tyrant. The thing is, <laughs> I, I've said this before, the theme of this podcast sometimes seems to be that nobody gets to be a billionaire without being an asshole. And it's kind of proves it like this dude was wealthy enough like he was yeah. good like, and he and seemed to be living a comfortable enough life but once it got to that point where you got that much fucking money everything starts going to shit plus the guy starts turning into a shithead too yeah i'm surprised he didn't just put that 113 million into like crushing unions you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i i don't see what jewel saw in him Quite frankly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who will save this man's soul is what I have to say. <laughs> All right. Well, one night Jack came to the club alone and let it be known he had more than $500,000 in a briefcase in his Lincoln Navigator. That seems like a smart move. Which he'd yeah. left idling at the club door. This almost oh, seems like God. a fucking challenge at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who can get to it first? So, quote, somebody should try to rob him, Misty said, according to a criminal complaint later filed. The bartender that had heard Misty say that told police she then saw Misty open two blue capsules 
Holy and shit. And dump them uh-huh. into Jack's drink to try to knock him out. And those are not the good ones, right? You want to get the red pill, right? Isn't that the one that makes you smarter? <laughs> red pill, yes. Yeah, so he's trying to make him stupider because that's double the blue pill. This is what I'm getting from my the latest Q drop is what I where I learned this. <laughs> Her boyfriend and assistant manager, Jeff, allegedly went to the parking lot, smashed the vehicle's window, and hid the briefcase behind the dumpster. It was recovered after Jack realized it was gone and called police. I'm surprised. So they recovered the fucking thing? Yeah, I think it was a matter of uh, to try to, like, keep from getting in trouble. It's like if they find it, then no harm, no foul, rather than going to jail on felony theft charges you see this is why misty is the oracle because she knew that (laughs) that's right misty's fucking playing 7d chess here if this were mercedes the 21 year old she would have taken (laughs) it home and spent it already and she would have been arrested immediately yeah she would like not before posting on facebook right with all her yeah her cash okay and the other part of it too is that this thing i'm assuming this is all happening if not within the same town, it's like within a five-mile radius of where the guys always lived. So probably everybody knows each other and shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. The yeah. police is yeah, probably used to it and shit. Yeah, he's very famous in this, however, probably at least a hundred-mile radius. Right. Ian, you can do this next one. All right. As a result, the state revoked the Pink Pony's liquor license. With no booze, <laughs> there were no customers to tip the dancers. 30 or 40 people in this club alone... Lost their jobs, says Don Springsteen, who helped keep the club open part-time while the owners fought to regain their liquor license. Cooks, managers, people who used to babysit the dancers' kids, <laughs> stretched out to all the people we bought liquor and food from. It hasn't just affected the Pink Pony. It's ruined dozens of our lives in the whole fucking city. So. Again, this is another thing that I hadn't considered. Yeah, if a strip club shuts down... Nobody ever thinks about all the people that have to babysit the dancers' kids. Yeah, nobody yeah, thinks the, of the cocaine dealers, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the tertiary effects of a fucking yeah. rural strip club shutting down. It's like the that's the economic boom of the whole place. You've got the tertiary economics around strip clubs. I think we hit on the... Uh, the, the tertiary economics of strip clubs. Wasn't that an Alan Greenspan book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it was. <laughs> it's a pussy-based economy out there. That's yeah. what a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. One of Brenda's new neighbors in the home, Jack Botter, began distributing flyers that said her boyfriend was on probation for a sex offense involving a minor. She knew all about it and had long since accepted it. We all make mistakes was how she looked at it. This woman really is a saint. Yeah, 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 right? (laughs) Because this was the part of the thing where I was reading that. I was like, oh, so you did kind of have it coming then, I guess. But neighbors started running inside when they saw her. They made comments about how hard they had worked to afford a house in the neighborhood and how Brenda had just had one handed to her. She sold the house and moved away. I probably would have rejected the money in the first place if I had known then what I know now, she says. It seems like money brings out the ugly in people. Yeah. Again, this is one of those where it seems like these are not the kind of people that live very ambitious lives. It's the kind of, you hear the story of like, hey, you know, that you're born in one place and you never make it five miles outside of whatever town that you were born in sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess that's why, because my, my first reaction to this shit is like, move, go somewhere the fuck away. You know, don't stay in yeah. this goddamn town. 
But, but who's going to make the biscuits, Carlos? <laughs> That's right. I forget about the biscuit economy. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's all kinds of fucking economic repercussions to these fucking lottery winnings. <laughs> but yeah, you think, and it's this, it's a very simple answer that it, it's oversimplified, really. It's like, I think this too, when I hear about people like homosexuals being discriminated, living in rural Missouri, and like, well, don't fucking live in rural Missouri. You know what I mean? Don't live in rural Mississippi. Don't live in these fucking backward ass places. But it's easier said than done. So I guess, yeah, I mean, some people's mentality is just like, well, what else am I going to do? And this is how you end up with these fucking things, dude. This lottery ticket is really ruining these people's lives. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I think if given the choice between being a biscuit monger for life and just having a few shady friends that don't like you, I think I would... uh not be a biscuit monger for life. <laughs> but it's not just few friends that don't like you. There's few friends that are calling your fucking boyfriend a sex offender. And, yeah, and fucking... just because he is doesn't mean they should go <laughs> yeah, run around doing that. For... That's right. <laughs> yes. not, not your business anyway. Yeah. Brenda sees the good in people. It's like well, that man can still be president of the United States. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, was he making Annie Hall at the time? I need to know the timeline. It's early 2000s, so I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so Jack's Powerball fame was proving rough on his granddaughter Brandy because God knows it wasn't rough enough on everybody else. Dude, real quick though, just with between Misty and Brandy, uh, this is just a town full of stripper names. Yeah, Definitely. everything yeah. is. And we were talking about Ruby earlier and all the precious metals. Famous yeah, platinum. <laughs> platinum. Yeah, palladium. We're getting to cadmium. Does, does soon. this town have an Edith, for God's sakes? <laughs> yeah. Can we yeah. have one? Where's Edith? Gertrude when you need her? Yeah. yeah. Can I get a Louise in the chat? <laughs> yeah. And then his granddaughter, Lithium Ion. <laughs> With kids her age only interested in her money, she had lost almost all her friends. This is Brandy. Concerned about security, they had pulled her out of public high school. She began doing drugs to escape the feeling of isolation. Quote, Brandy became a crackhead, if you want to know the truth, says J.C. Shaver, who saw her smoke, quote, a lot of crack, big rocks of crack. Brandy started buying boys gifts, and Jack would pay some of them $500 a day just to drive her around. When Jack had $100,000 stolen out of his Lincoln Navigator, it looked like an inside job, and three of Brandy's friends ended up in prison for theft. And again, this is another one. Why do you have $100,000 in your Lincoln Navigator? It also sounds like product placement for Lincoln Navigator. This is the one, the one brand name that they've been yeah. mentioning throughout this thing. Yeah, but I, I mean, guess so. That's the thing is that with a lot of storage compartments, you could very easily stash $100,000 in your Lincoln Navigator. And again, this is all West Virginia. Bobby, yeah. have you guys been to West Virginia? Never. I've driven through it. Yeah, that's you don't stop in West Virginia unless it's yeah. for gas to keep I, going. I've driven through it and been to it, and it is one of those states. I mean, I everybody likes to shit on West Virginia, but it's you know every state has their shitty part. But West Virginia, I've had great shows in Morgantown, which is where the university is. It's fucking awesome. It's out in the mountains, and it's a college town. I always had fun partying there, and Charleston is not bad. That's the capital. But once you get outside of those two, dude, it's fucking, you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I've done gigs in rural West Virginia where it takes forever to get there because there's no interstate crossing. You got to get off the interstate and then go up mountain roads where it's like 
it's barely wide enough for one car. So if there's another car coming the other Jesus. way, you're kind of fucked. Oh wow. Oh, wow. It's yeah, it's get, it gets rough out there. But I do the gig and I'm always in my head, I'm always thinking like, all right, well, we're doing this gig. We're all just here together for this show. But eventually everybody goes back to where they really live, right? <laughs> and no. The people that are at that show actually live in these towns. And for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Like, why would you stay in places like this? But it's just that some people have that mentality where it's, I don't know if it's just ingrained in them because their parents have done it for decades. But the first thing that I think of when I get to towns like this, I'm like, how the fuck do I get out of this town? <laughs> so when, when you think about somebody winning this much money, I, I would think like, okay, wouldn't that be the first thing you want to do? Just fucking, sure, get that Lincoln Navigator so you can drive your fucking ass outside of West Virginia. Also, Brandy's <laughs> life just mirrors a child actor's. Yeah. 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 yeah, no shit. It had the same effect. Yeah. yeah very true. Yeah, that's right. This is like a child, act, but you never get to meet Mickey Rourke. I kind of wonder, I mean, their mom and dad are there. Why would you leave town, Carlos? Uh, I mean, okay. What else do you need is what I'm saying. There's a grocery store (laughs) and mom and dad. That's all you need. And you can rub it in everyone's face who doubted you. (laughs) And and you you can get those motherfucking biscuits, though. Those yeah, sound good, yeah. honestly. I'm thinking of making a trip out there just for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Ian, you can do, tell us more about Brandy. All righty. So eventually, Brandy wasn't just smoking crack. Her family sent her to rehab more than once, but she kept her habit and had the means to pay for it. She began dating a boy named Jesse, who loved the drugs and money she brought into his life. His family hated how it changed him. Brandy eventually dumped him, and he went from failing grades back to doing well in school. Shortly after, Jesse was found dead on an overdose at one of Jack's homes. Holy shit. He had died of a combination of Oxycontin, Methadone, uh, Mephrodine, and Codeine. <laughs> no, Cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. That's oh, a little cocaine. harder. Yeah, yeah. But only- see, that's where he went wrong. You got to do Cocaine before Oxycodone, you're in the clear. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. rule. Yeah. Cocaine before methadone. <laughs> Never fear. He did it in the wrong order. Fucking amateurs. Yeah. It's new money. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's the only one with the money to buy drugs like that. Everyone knew she was the reason for his death, said J.C. Shaver of earlier ratting Brandy out for smoking crack fame. Huh. So, yeah, basically, uh, what's that old saying? Um, you give a white trash girl money and they just smoke crack? Yeah, that is that. Uh, I think that's in Proverbs. <laughs> this has ruined, like, everyone is touched. Yeah, so far yeah. there's been absolutely zero good stories. But I'm sure you'll turn it back around, Bobby, because you, you always like to pull at the heartstrings. Pull the happy ending. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You better. I'm on the edge of a building here. Yeah, so, I'm about to jump into a fucking furnace here. So I, I couldn't find a good place to even insert it, but apparently once he first won all the money... He even started a charity and then just became so overwhelmed with requests. They just shut down the charity. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, oh, Damn. man, a lot of people need help. Fuck this. I'm, I'm getting out of the uh, help business. Uh, I will say, though, I, I am going to put that on him. When you start a charity, that's kind of part of the gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting people to ask for money when yeah. you start a charity. Yeah. What do you think I am? Some sort of, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not running a shit. Oh, God yeah. damn it. All right, Matt, you get this next one. 
Jesse's dad wanted Brandy investigated and charged if she had been the one that supplied him the drugs. The cops involved in the case provided private security for the Whitaker family, so that wasn't going to happen. Talk to my lawyer, Brandy barked at the Washington Post reporter who knocked on her door. It was a tough time for the whole family. Jack and Jewel had become estranged. They tried reconciling and spent Thanksgiving together, but a few days later, Jack crashed his Hummer and was charged with driving under the influence, his second DUI since winning the Powerball. Jewel changed the locks on him. Well, good for her. Yeah, I'm surprised Jewel stayed with him this long, dude. Yeah, this is uh, really more a story of Jewel's strength. Yes. No shit. I hope she got some good poetry out of this. Yeah, well, she's from Alaska, so she's probably used to drunks and shit. You know? That's true. That's a good not point. the stereotype, but you know, it's uh, they 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 grow them stronger in Alaska. All right, wow. on December 9th, Jack notified the Putnam County Sheriff's Department that Brandy was missing after she stopped showing up to his construction office for her daily check. <laughs> yeah, you know that's <laughs> yeah, she, the problem. <laughs> she was spending so much money on drugs and going and just spending just taking idiots to the mall and spending thousands of dollars on just buying boyfriend garbage yeah yeah exactly but she was doing that so much that to keep her i guess from spending it on drugs it was like you're gonna at least have to come by the office to get it so i know you're not high you know (laughs) so you gotta be for as long as you're in the office yeah, is exactly. that what it is? Yeah, yeah or at least sober up, sober up for the office. Sober visit. off for the. Oh my god. Okay, we've all been there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they don't have that fucking rule when I have to get my check after I do a gig. Are you sober and uh, clean? Uh, I'm never getting fucking paid. All right, so she missed her appointment to pick up her money. So obviously that's a problem. You know that's fucking. Oh yeah. When somebody doesn't show up for free money. So one of Randy's friends, Brandon Crozier, told police he had last seen her at his family's home but fell asleep and woke up to find her gone. Jewel blamed the Powerball jackpot for destroying her family. Quote, I wish I would have torn the ticket up, she told a Charleston reporter while Brandy remained missing. On December 20th, just under two years after Jack bought the winning ticket, police found Brandy on Crozier's family's property. She was dead her body wrapped in a plastic tarp and dumped behind a junk van in a place called, quote, Scary Creek. I wonder if that, uh, they'd have that name before or after. Was, they <laughs> yeah. up. was this like a Halloween-related prank here where it's just it, Halloween it just, gone uh, wrong? It just, yeah. That's just wrong. You don't, you don't dump a person's body in Scary Creek. Uh, yeah, I'm not too crazy about victim blaming, but yes. yeah, yeah. you're hanging around Scary Creek. I mean, yeah, so that's why it's called. That's on you. She, she should have been hanging around All Angels Go to Heaven, Corey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. If you've been raised right, Jack, Jack too now claimed he should have torn the ticket up. So at that point, Jack is even like, "Yeah, this is not worth it." This is like a pirate's treasure chest that was cursed, this money. Yeah, yeah, no shit. And this is where the story ends. Do you know what the latest is on Jack? Or is he still uh, fucking shit up? Or He died a few years ago. I forget exactly when, but he had like pancreatitis and a number of other things, I think, prior to winning the Powerball. And so, yeah, he ended up, I think, living actually longer than they kind of expected him to. What's uh, funny about this story is that this is a guy that you would have thought would have known better. But I guess even in a case where you're already wealthy enough, you give somebody enough fucking money, there's no way of not turning into a goddamn asshole. 
It, it seemed like the money in this case also turned him dumber. He seemed <laughs> he, he seemed to get dumber throughout the story and sloppier. Maybe I'm trying to like put into any reason into this. Like I'm trying to be like, well, now he had enough money to be drunk all the time. But it seems like he had that money before. Like he could have been getting drunk all the time before as well. And then I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it really it, it changes your relationship with. You could just have any inanimate object that you want, but every single human relationship is going to be changed and yeah. in a lot of cases ruined. That's why I hope this podcast is never successful. <laughs> uh, I think we've got luck on our side, my friend. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to our last segment of the podcast, Indecorous Laws. Every week or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the USA. Most of these were real laws. At least at some point, some of them have since been repealed and others are sadly still on the books. One of them may be unverified. This week we're doing South Dakota. Ian, you can do this first law. All right. In Huron, South Dakota, it is unlawful to call static that interferes with TV or radio broadcast between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. So how would one do this? Is this like they can rub their cashmere sweater against like a, a balloon or something like that i mean yeah i mean that might be what it all it takes to fucking interfere with uh broadcasts in south dakota to be honest well huron i don't know where huron is in south dakota but yeah maybe that's enough if you just fucking rub your socks on the carpet that's gonna fucking interrupt the evening news what's on but the apparently... evening news in south dakota yeah exactly that's the other <laughs> thing is like you're not gonna miss anything anyway the cow fell over again yeah, yeah. Somebody hit a moose or some right. shit. It's like, yeah, I mean, but here's the other part. It's like, at least they're kind of flexible about it. 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. So between 11 p.m. and 7 a.m., like all That's night. That's when the party yeah. starts. That's yeah, right. Go yeah, wild. Mine all the Bitcoin you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bobby, you can do this next one. Right. In 1917, the legislature of South Dakota passed an act for the prevention of the procreation of idiots, imbeciles, <laughs> and feeble-minded persons. The aim of this legislation was to allow for the legal sterilization of undesirable people living in the state home for the feeble-minded. This legislation made it the responsibility of the superintendent of the home for the feeble-minded to assess the mental and physical conditions of patients and decide whether they should be sterilized. Yeah, wow. it's to be honest with you, a lot of states had laws like this back in the early 1900s or late 1800s. Yeah, there but was I, a lot of like eugenics programs. Exactly. Out there, yeah. But I, the reason I put this one in there is that like, I found it so crazy that they actually had an established and this is like it's in quotes because that's exactly what it was called. The state home for the feeble minded. <laughs> like that was an huh. actual establishment set up by the legislature of South Dakota. Seems like a chill place to hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like who books that? <laughs> uh, you you got to know somebody. Yeah, you got to you got to be recommended by a couple of guys that have already done this thing. People <laughs> That's before the place they where pass you can roll dog the ladies and have no repercussions because yeah, hotels in Sioux Falls are required by law to furnish their rooms with twin beds only. There should be a minimum of two feet between the beds, and it is illegal for a couple to make love on the floor between the beds. <laughs> what? It's right. Jizz Valley right there, man. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Who would, who would touch that floor? <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. I'd rather jump into molten lava than touch yeah. the fucking space between the two beds. I, I don't know if, the, it, again, a lot of these laws are shit that was in the books at some point, and it's been, some of them have been repealed. And I, I've been to Sioux Falls. I did. There used to be a comedy club in Sioux Falls, 
but they made you stay at um they had a condo for the comics which to be honest a lot of times is even more gross than right. fucking uh, was, hotels i was gonna say yeah Sounds yeah like yeah. a step up from the yeah. uh, space between on the floor exactly between two beds. like if they had offered oh you can stay at the condo or in the space between two beds i'll be like, all right i'll fucking take the space between two beds so i don't know i don't know if this is still a thing but it sounds like one of those stupid fucking, like you hear sitcoms in the 50s, the married couples couldn't sleep in the same bed type of shit. There's a contradiction here, though, because it says there should be a minimum of two feet between the beds, but it is illegal for a couple to make love on the floor between them. So wouldn't the solution to be pushed the two beds together so they can make yeah. love where it belongs, not <laughs> on the floor? Wait, but there should be a minimum of two feet between the beds, so you can't put it oh, together, yeah. right? Yeah, because you can't. So you have, have to fuck on the little bed, basically. But yeah, if, yeah, if you are allowed to push them together, then the doing it on the floor would not be an issue. Well, no, but you, you got to keep them two feet between the beds, though. How are yeah, you going to do that? Yeah, you can't push them together. Yeah. But why not? They, uh, well, because there should be a minimum of two feet between the beds. It's part of the law. Because you respect <laughs> the laws of South Dakota, man. Yeah, that's right. Good Lord. We know you were a fucking renegade, man. See, this is why my family was kicked out of the state. I don't know if you saw the <laughs> feeble-minded thing earlier, but you were asked to yeah. leave. All right, guys. That is the podcast. Matt, thanks so much for doing the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Thrilled to do it. Yeah, appreciate you making the time, man. Do you have uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Any social media or anything? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Peyton Matting. Peyton <laughs> Matting. Yes. Can you spell that for the folks at home? P-A-Y-D-O-N-M-A-T-T-I-N-G. All right. That, I got to say, that's that's a good Twitter handle. I that like is it. a good Twitter handle, yeah. All right, Matt, thanks so much for doing the podcast, man. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Bobby, I, I, I as well, uh, that, that, uh, these, these, this, I, the, I don't, we, in this, uh, you got any last words? You know, you know, uh, you know, 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 where, you know, you know, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, 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 you know. I'm going to have to eventually come up with something, aren't I? No, nah, not really. You can just be like, no. And that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's good enough. I, you know, I'm just contractually obligated to ask you if you have any last words. Okay, I'll just be more emphatic about it next time. Absolutely not, sir. Fuck out of <laughs> here. How about you, Ian? You got any last words? The, uh, so, uh, 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 fucking, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, boy, uh, so if I ever have a granddaughter that I don't like, and I hope that she dies of crack cocaine-related uh, mystery death, I think that uh, I'm going to start playing the lottery. I think I've got some, <laughs> some tips. Yeah. i find myself my very own personal Brenda the Biscuit Lady. And, uh, yeah. That sounds like a case of lottery gone right for you. <laughs> That's right. To put it in uh, Valencia terms. As long as I can get rid of this unwanted, unborn granddaughter I don't have in an indecorous way, then I'm happy. All right, guys. Well, that's been our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support us online through the internet, you can go to themshits.com or patreon.com slash comedy. That's a lot more boring. Just go to themshits.com. We have all kinds of tiers. One, three, ten, twenty. 
We should add a fucking $10,000 tier just for the fuck of it. Just for the fuckers that won the lottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you won the lottery and you want to make sure that it doesn't ruin your life, just send us all that. We'll make sure it doesn't ruin your life. We'll make sure you don't have a granddaughter that goes on a crack cocaine binge. Exactly. And we'll do it for, I mean, I guess you can call it for free. For your donation, we're going to fucking save your life. See you next week. Love your cat. Love your cat. Love your cat. Ah, that Mickey Rourke, he was a handsome fella.